Hello and welcome to Chronicle Live's Facebook Live here from Chronicle Towers on what has been a very busy Friday for Newcastle United. We've had Eddie Howe's press conference, we've had another sign-in, probably the last one of the summer, we'll see before the January window, and we've also had plenty of other news going on around Newcastle United before they face Fulham at Craven Cottage this weekend. So, let's start with the news that broke this morning at about half past seven our time, and that is that Newcastle United have signed 18-year-old teenager Garan Kual from Central Coast Mariners in Australia now. If you haven't heard of this footballer, I'm not surprised. He's made, you know, really, really, he's made a lot of headwinds in about six months playing down under um, for Central Coast Mariners. He's only made seven appearances for the Australian team and he hasn't actually started a game um, for the club yet. But he's been really, really impressed off the bench. You know, he's made seven appearances, he's scored four goals, he's made one assist and that's already caught the eye of Australia's national team who gave him his first call up to the senior side during the last international break. Came off the bench on Sunday to face Chris Woods, New Zealand, where he did really well again and, and nearly set up a goal. So, Newcastle United have identified him as, you know, a really young talent that they can strengthen their academy prospects with um, when he joins in January. So, the deal looks to be worth around £300,000. Um, he signed a long-term deal with Newcastle, although he won't actually join until January 2023 when the January window opens and he will stay with Central Coast Mariners until that time. Really, really exciting young player, one that Eddie House spoke about this morning and said that he's the type of player that the club are looking to buy going forward, young, hungry talent for the future. Um he won't actually be able to play for Newcastle until he sorts a work permit. Um, given the amount of games he's actually played in Australia, it looks unlikely that he's going to receive one straight away. Um, Newcastle United probably are going to have to loan him out in the January window um, just so that he picks up more minutes in Europe um, and as a result can pick up that work permit. Let's have a look at what he said this morning then. Speaking after he signed, Kruwal said, it's unreal as a young boy in Australia, the Premier League is the main thing that everyone watches, but nobody actually thinks they'll reach those heights. To be one of those people, to be in the position I am, it's amazing. Now that I've signed for Newcastle, I want to train hard, playing hard. Hope we go to the World Cup and come back here. Now, this is the big thing with the Winter World Cup coming up in just two months' time. Kowal's got a real chance of sort of strengthening those work permit um, ambitions by getting a few minutes under his belt if he should he picked for the Australian team in the winter now. As I say, he did very, very well off the bench, um, making his international debut earlier this week. But it remains to be seen whether he'll actually be picked for the senior side um, for the Qatar World Cup in November, hopefully for Newcastle United. He does. Um, but look, it just goes to show that the club are making a real, real um, deliberate attempt to sign the best young talent from not just this country, but around the world. We know that, you know, bringing Koala in from Australia, they've already brought in, you know, the likes of Charlie MacArthur um, from Kilmarnock, Alex Murphy from Galway, Jude Smith from um, Arbroath. You know, a lot of young players that are coming in, being cherry-picked from these teams. Um, and I think in the next couple of months, you can pretty much expect the same is going to happen, but across Europe um, and especially South America, we know that the club are scouting Brazil quite extensively, extensively at this moment in the hope of the find, you know, these young gems that come through, like Silver Charleston, who, 
you know, flourish in the Brazilian league before coming to the Premier League and really impressing. So really, really exciting signing this morning. Koal, we knew it was in the works for a while, but it's good to see that, it's, um, you know, they've got it over the line, especially given how much competition there was for his signature. We know that likes Barcelona were very, very keen on him after he played against them in the summer. Um, even, you know, Barcelona manager Xavi came out and said that he's a real, real talent. He didn't believe that at the time he was a 17-year-old. Um, we also know Stuttgart and Germany were quite keen to sign him, given that they also have his older brother Alu on their books in the Bundesliga. So let's move on then. Let's move on to Eddie Howe's press conference. It seems like so long since we've spoken to him, given everything that's happened in the last couple of weeks. But with the Queen passing and with this long international break that seemed never-ending, but Eddie Howe was back this morning talking um, to the media. He had a lot of injuries to get through. He had a lot of injuries to talk about. Um, and let's start with Bruno Gamayres. Went to France over the international break uh, with Brazil to feature in their two games against Ghana and Tunisia. Unfortunately, earlier in the week, he picked up a thigh injury and missed both those games. Um, he missed the Ghana game, just spent it on the bench before being sent home um, after Newcastle asked for him to be recalled before the second week of the international break. Eddie Howe spoke about him this morning. I'll just read you those quotes. He says, Bruno's trained with us. I had a few very different, difficult calls during the international break to be told various things about various players. We were very concerned for Bruno, but the scan was good. So he's trained and trained well. It's slightly disruptive for him because these two weeks were important to get him and his match sharpness back. Now, that's a very, very good point by anyhow. It's not just his thigh problem that Bruno's been dealing with. He also had that hamstring injury um, before the international break, which kept him out for three matches um, across August and September. It would have been really good to see him get some minutes for Brazil. We know that Tite, the Brazil manager, really likes him. We probably would have seen him play alongside the likes of Neymar and Lucas Boqueta had he been fit. Unfortunately, that wasn't the case, but it's very, very positive to see that he's came back to Newcastle. They've got the scans done quickly and they realise that, you know, he probably looks like he's good to go at Fulham. Um, so really, really important for Newcastle and what's going to be a tough game to have him hopefully starting from the outset. One player that it's not looking uh, as positive for is Alexander Izak. He's another player who went out on international duty with the hope of getting some minutes under his belt for Sweden in their two games against Serbia and Slovenia. Unfortunately, he was another who picked up a training injury quite early on at the break. Um, but Sweden actually made the call to send him back a lot earlier, given that um, given that you know the severity of his injury. It looks like it's a thigh problem uh, for Isaac as well. This is what Eddie Howe said about him this morning. He said, Isaac picked up an injury with Sweden. He's come back and the scan doesn't look too bad. So we're not concerned that it's a long injury, but I think any muscle injury is a period you have to be very careful. Isaac is running on grass, so he's looking good at the moment. Looks like tomorrow's game in the capital will come too soon for him, but hopefully he could be back for the Brentford game on October the 8th. Who we've got next? We've got Alan St. Maximum, who feels like forever since we've seen him in a Newcastle United shirt since he was scoring that worldie at Wolves. Um, he's been training away from the first team over the international break. He's been away in Monaco working for the personal trainer for um, some of the break. Looks looks very good in the videos that he's been putting out on social media, although you never know how much, you know, that's just him trying to um, focus on his image. But 
Eddie Howe seemed quite positive on, on St Maximum this morning when discussing him. He said, Alan's doing well. He had a period away, but he's came back and he's close, very close. There are a lot of moving parts with us at the moment. So I'm being vague, but I'm being vague because there's a lot of player situations that aren't quite clear. I'll know more after today. The expectation was Alan St Maximum was going to train with the first team today before Howe makes a last-minute decision on him and a couple of other players before we head down to Fulham tomorrow. Really, really important that they get Maxi back. Hopefully, he hasn't been rushed back. And if he's fit to play, um, you know, we don't want to see a recurrence of that injury that we've seen over the last couple of weeks with him because he's been a huge, huge miss. You know, we, we've seen it against Palace, we've seen it against Bournemouth, the lack of creativity when he's not in the side alongside Bruno. Um, you know, it's really hampered Isaac, I think, since he arrived. And it's also, you know, the team have really struggled in front of goal. And I think that's a huge huge part of his game this season. He's really seen to improve on his final ball um, and his sort of ability in front of goal. So hopefully we see Maxi back tomorrow. Chris Wood is another one who picked up an injury on, on international break. Um, it must have been torture for Eddie Howe this week. Every time the phone rang, it was another doctor telling him that he's got another player injured. But Chris Wood suffered a rib injury um, playing against Grand Kual uh, in Australia on Sunday. He only managed 33 minutes before he came off saying that he was struggling to breathe. Uh, a late assessment will also be made on him to see if he can play on Saturday. Callum Wilson, let's just talk about him. Finally, the one other player who's been missing in recent weeks. Desperate, desperate to see him back in a Newcastle shirt. Hopefully see him alongside Isaac in the next couple of weeks. Eddie House said about him. Callum has trained. He came, he trained for around 10 days with us and is in a good place. Every time he comes back from injury, he does the work and doesn't cut corners. He's put in a lot of work with sports scientists and he's looked good. I mean, this is just Callum Wilson to a T, isn't it? He's really, really been determined to sort of put these injury nightmares behind him, although, you know, it hasn't seemed to work. Um, you know, every couple of weeks, he seems to be, you know, struggling with another hamstring injury. But hopefully um, he is, you know, ready for a good spell of games. Anyhow, pretty much confirming that he will be back tomorrow. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him thrown in from the outset Um Hopefully, you know, we only give him sort of an hour or so, wrap him in cotton wool, um, you know, before, you know, quite a pretty hectic October. Um, I'm just going to go to one of the comments here in the comment section from L Stapleton. He's saying, how many points towards his Vita will he get per match in the World Cup? I'm not actually sure how much an international game gets you these days. I know that the rules have slightly changed since Brexit comes in. Um, but given the fact that he's only played 145 minutes for Central Coast Mariners, um, plus two, sorry, one substitute appearance um, for Australia. Given that Australia's first division isn't even in those top five bands in terms of how the work permits are sorted, um, you'd expect that he's going to need quite a lot of loan time um, or minutes elsewhere before he can actually earn enough points on that system um, to, to earn a work permit. We know that he needs 15 um, points on that permit before he can play in England. So hopefully, as I said, he gets the call up for the World Cup and it speeds up that process of him getting minutes. Now, one last thing to talk about before we go, and that is Eddie Howe and England. Now, I know we've all had enough of England in the last couple of weeks and we just want to focus on club football, but the rumours have been swirling that if Gareth Southgate leads the national side, Eddie Howe is the man to replace him now. After Graham Potter went to Chelsea a couple of weeks ago, Eddie Howe is now the clear favourite to take the England job. He was asked about that this morning, and his response was, Gareth Southgate has done an incredible job. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. I'd never say never, 
but it's not currently on my radar. It's all Newcastle and investing on trying to make this team the best I can. Now, pretty much the answer we expected from Eddie Howe. We knew that he wasn't probably going to confirm or deny anything at this stage, but it does feel like his answer is probably where we're at at the minute. I feel like Eddie Howe's less than a year into this journey with Newcastle. He's got you know, a lot of work left to do. I think he's got, you know, real big plans to take this football club to the next level. And, you know, even though it's a very, very tricky job to turn down, I don't think at this minute England is is the job for him. I don't think it's a job that suits him. I think he likes being out on the training pitch five, six days a week. I don't think, you know, two games every two months is going to suit him at the age of, you know, well in the, in the mid-40s. I think maybe later in life, if he continues to, impress at different jobs in England then you know I don't see any reason why the FA wouldn't give him the job but I think at this stage in time and I think a lot of Newcastle fans will will hopefully want this as well but I think um, if that job comes up in the next couple of months I, I, I can't see Eddie Howe jump and ship um, to take it I'm, I'm obviously open to people tell me I'm wrong in the comments and, and telling me that it's too big of a job to turn down but I personally think that um, you know, he, he wants to see it out in Newcastle. He's just signed a brand new long-term deal. Um, and I think he'll want to be at this club for many, many years to come. But look, saying that, England, you know, struggling at the minute. They, you know, they did very well to come back and draw with Germany. I think, you know, had they not scored those two, sorry, those three late goals um, on Tuesday or Monday, whenever they played, I think we'd really be sat here, you know, debating whether Southgate leads this team at the World Cup. Now, it looks like Southgate is going to take this um, three Lions team into Qatar in November, but it's going to be a tricky tournament out there with that heat and that you know the other nations that are impressing and going into this tournament with a bit of form, like the likes of Argentina, Brazil, um, and France. You could quite easily see this job being available in January if, if England suffer, you know, you know, an early exit or if Southgate decides that he's taking the team as far as he can. So I'm sure that this is going to rumble on for a, a good few months, but. Um, I personally can't see Eddie Howe taking the England job at the moment. Lee Ryder's going to have a big sort of comment piece up at this, on the site at four o'clock, so do give that a read um, for a bit more on Eddie Howe and, and how that England um, sort of rumour could work out. But thanks very much for joining us this afternoon, and let's keep our fingers crossed that Newcastle United get back to winning ways on Saturday. Um, we'll have another podcast for you after the game, and we also have myself and Andrew Musgrove with our usual Monday chat. Um, reviewing the game so we'll speak to you then and we hope that you all have a good weekend